Welcome to the Ladies' Choice Podcast, where we discuss all things Broadway and musical theater for women by women. Because real hot girls walk to show tunes. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Alexis. And today we are going to do a little introduction about us and why we started this podcast. Yeah, we're so excited for you guys to be here and we have a lot of great ideas, so we hope you stick around. So let's get into it. Starting with Alexis, because she is the one that came up with this idea. So Alexis, what was your motives and inspiration behind the name and the mission of this podcast? Okay, so here's how it all went down. Um, I just like to preface, I'm like really bad with words, so I'm going to try my best here. So um, I'm going to be really open and really honest. I was going through a breakup. I literally just broke up with my boyfriend, like maybe like, was it the day of or the day after? Yeah. Um, And I had just tried Celsius for the first time. There you go. Yeah. And everybody knows when I have caffeine, my brain starts going. Like, I come up with the best ideas when I'm high on caffeine. Sponsored by Celsius. Yes, sponsored by Celsius. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, So, I just really, I just graduated from, you know, musical theater college, and I was feeling really low, and I had... Zero motivation. I didn't know what I wanted. Obviously, what I had wanted was to know, you know, pursue a career in musical theater. But as many people know, that's very. It's a very, very hard and difficult industry to break into. Mm-hmm. So I needed something that was going to fuel me on a daily basis. That I was inspired by. I'm like, I just don't know. You know, I don't know what to do. So I'm, I'm drinking my Celsius. I'm doing my dishes. And I come up with this idea because I love listening to podcasts. And one day I was looking for, um, you know, a musical theater podcast to listen to um, on my little hot girl walks that I've been going on. And I couldn't find anything. And all I was finding were older white men discussing musicals from the 1940s and while I do like those musicals I was like I'm bored I would like a podcast that had something to do with musical theater but was also like inspiring and motivational something fresh something something edgy more for women more for women (laughs) because I didn't see any podcasts that were generally about musical theater right because everything there's very niche, different podcasts. Um, But I couldn't find anything that was uh, produced by women and, you know, talked about women's struggles. Right. And... um, That was also related to theater. That was also related to theater. And I wanted something like that. Or at least something that could gear towards the actor as well. I Mm -hmm. found nothing. So one day, as I'm high on this Celsius, (laughs) I am so low, and I am doing my... my, um, my dishes, the tagline, hot girls walk to show tunes, just pops into my head. And I was like, this is a really good idea. And yeah. instantly I like call my dad, like, and then I like, I was like, had this, to run it by the father. Had to run it by my dad, tell my dad everything. <laughs> um, and I was like, but you know who would be amazing on this too is Vanessa. Yeah. And I knew she was. you were moving to New York. Right. And I was like, this would be really amazing because we're in the yeah. heart of, you know, 
Musical theater. Musical theater. Broadway. This is like the This is the place to do it. This is the place to do it. And I just saw so much opportunity there. Mm -hmm. And we already talk about, you know, musicals, all things. All things Broadway, Broadway. always, in our group chats. Yes. All the Broadway buzz. Yes, all the time. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted um, to have you on this podcast and do it with me because... I feel like I can speak to people that can relate to me as an actor and we can help motivate other actors, artists, artists yeah. and other women in the industry, musical theater, in the musical uh, theater industry. Yeah. Yes. And you are just a casual I'm a casual fan. viewer. I am a I'm a musical theater connoisseur. However, mm-hmm. I have no interest in being on Broadway so I think it is also important to just have have this as a hobby and not everything needs to be I feel like um, you know marketed in your life you can just have a hobby that you don't need a profit off of exactly. and I wanted because I know there's some people out there who love Broadway and musical theater and they don't want to actually be on the stage they're fine watching from the audience and I am one of those people who love to go to the Broadway shows and I've always loved musical theater and I think we both have from a very young age hence the name of this podcast the ladies choice um this is a reference to the musical Hairspray my favorite musical yeah our favorite our favorite musical we love Hairspray we both have such a history with the show it's so funny it's so great and we were trying to come up with a name, and at first we really we were liked, struggling. We really liked uh, "Ladies Who Lunch." Yes. However, it is taken. It is taken by multiple podcasts that have nothing to do with musical theater. Yeah, that was a, a little nod to Patty LaPaul. Yeah, you know. company. Company, another musical. Yes, <laughs> another musical we both saw together on Broadway. Correct. With Pat, with Queen Patty, love Queen her. Queen Patty LaPaul. Oh my God. And um, unfortunately, that was taken. But we yeah. wanted something like that where it was a musical theater reference, but it also referred to women. Yes. And, and it was pretty, you know, general, but also you knew that it was about musical theater. And yes. And we kind of tied in all of our interests into that title. Yeah. And like, it's just so perfect because it's our, both of our favorite musicals. Mm-hmm. And I love the song. Love I think, the song. I think it's one of Zac Efron's best performances. He sounds great <laughs> so on it. Good. He looks great. He looks great. It's a great song. It's a great it's moment in the fun. show. And, um, well, in the movie. The movie. The movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of like where Alexis came up with the title, and I thought it was great. And that's kind of our goal for this podcast. We just want to, hopefully, in the future, we're going to interview people that have been on Broadway, other Broadway lovers. And just kind of delve into all of that, uh, that whole kind of culture of Broadway. Yes. And an important thing that we should talk about is the structure of the podcast. Yeah. And of course, like we already mentioned, we really, really, really want to bring on guests, interview them. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to talk to these artists about their process, what their routine looks like, how did they get to where they are today. Right. And then Vanessa's going to come in with the hard-hitting questions. Yeah. I, I do love to ask questions, and it's kind of kind of known for it. So I look forward to just kind of 
trying to ask questions that they haven't been asked too many times and really getting to know these people, not only as artists, but as, as people, people um, as fans, you know, we love, we love meeting people. We met, we met, <laughs> we met Jonathan Groff. We met Jonathan Groff a few weeks ago and I'm still reeling from it. Oh, it was the such Jesse a, Saint, Saint the Jesse St. James, King George, oh. all the things. And I asked him a bunch of great questions and he, he, we were having a great convo. See, Vanessa knows how to ask the questions that like I would never even think of to ask, but yeah. I'm like, thank God she asked that because yeah. I would have loved to have known that. Yeah. So Vanessa is going to ask the questions (laughs) that the fans want to know. Yeah. I'm just going to say what everyone's thinking. Yes. And I'm going to be asking more of like the professional, the professional questions that we as other actors and performers can get some inspiration from and and relate to. Yes. And relate to. So it's a really nice contrast. We're really excited about that. But on the days where we don't have a guest, the structure is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. And I, this was like the main concept of this podcast because it was so different, I felt like. And I'm just really excited about it. So basically, every episode is going to be um, based around a different musical mm-hmm. and how it relates to women right. and what us as women can learn from that musical yeah and i think there's yeah we have a long repertoire of musicals to choose from and sometimes it'll be we'll talk about a show that we had just seen on broadway yes or we'll pick you know from the history of musical theater uh, a show to talk about and kind of what we think about it will be some musicals we like some musicals we don't like and just kind of uh, bring a fresher perspective on it and um i think you know, we have a few different opinions on something, so I think it'll be fun to kind of discuss what we took away from these musicals, and hopefully it'll just be fun to chat about it, because I feel like, again, there's not too many podcasts that kind of have the perspective of, like, young, of younger people talking about these musicals, and... In 2022, In 2022. You would think it would be... Yeah, and how it affects society, and, you know, how it's affecting Broadway right now, because... Broadway is going through some shit. I'm, it's very confusing. Um, but it's going to be exciting to talk about. And I'm just really excited to share all of this with you guys. And hopefully building a community where we all, as women, can stand together and feel inspired. Because for such a long time, like Broadway has been like the white man's sport. And it's called the Great White Way for you know, a reason. And it's just... it's going to be nice allowing other performers that may not feel like they have a voice in the industry to come onto our podcast and speak about their experience you know and we just love broadway and theater so much it's so this is truly like a huge passion so being able to talk about it with other people who love it just as much as us is going to be great and i'm so excited for it um but with all that said I think it'd be fun to ask each other a few questions yeah. to get to know one another. Yes, yes. So we'll start off with the basics. What do we do for a living? So um, obviously, we both have 
our own, you know, survival jobs. Nine to five jobs. Nine to five jobs that we're not really going to get into because guess what? Personal. It's boring. Um, I don't think y'all want to hear about our desk jobs. Yeah. Very corporate. Very corporate (laughs) at the current moment. But we got to pay the bills. We're living in New York. Yep. We got to pay the bills. I got two cats to feed. Yeah. Um, Got that rent. Yeah. And we have to somehow pay for happy hour on Friday nights. Uh, Duh. Duh. And to pay for the shows. And to pay for the shows that we got to see, you know? Right. So we have that. But... Let's talk about like our goals and our passions and why we're yes. really here in New York City. Right. Um, you can start. I'll start. Um, so my dream, like my dream situation is to become a successful writer. I try to stray away from the term dream job because it's not my dream to work. But <laughs> I do think that if I were to be making money doing anything, I would prefer for it to be something that I'm very passionate about, which is yeah. writing, um, anything in the entertainment industry. I love the idea of interviewing people and just working with a bunch of creative people in whatever avenue that looks like. So, but ultimately I would love to work for a, a, a magazine such as Vogue, Cosmopolitan, Glamour, anyone that'll have me. Um, and that's my dream and I want to pursue it here. It's kind of like I moved to New York for many reasons. Um, and I've just always looked at this city as a city of opportunity and, you know, as they say, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That is what they say. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's like, I would say I'm an aspiring writer as of, as of now. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Ask me in a couple of years. It could change. And you're great. You're amazing. (laughs) Like you're so good. Thank you. And we kind of touched on what Alexis does or what she wants to do, but you can, I guess, go more into that. Yeah. I mean, I would love to be cast in the reboot of Glee. Yeah. I, that's, like, that's the dream. That um, is the dream. I just graduated from college for musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved here last January. Um, big, big change. Um, 2021. 2021. Yeah. yeah. So you've been here a while. I've been here for almost two two years now. It's crazy. Um, but my dream is to be on Broadway and work in musical theater and make a living off of it and be able to do what I love every single day. Yeah. And as long as I can pay my bills and do that, that will be be perfect. That'd be the, that's the goal, you know? Yeah. The days of me, which was when I was like, 14 of me wanting to be famous and like have that kind of like lifestyle lifestyle where everybody knew who I was Mm -hmm. that is gone that's gone it's gone like of course it's nice for people to like acknowledge your Norma Jean's gone yeah Norma Jean's gone she's moving on (laughs) um but of course it'll be nice to have people you know acknowledge your work however you know, I, I still want to have my own life, you of know, course. and that's why I love theater because I love the art yeah. or the art, not because I want the fame. And I feel like Broadway performers have a very niche audience, very niche audience. If you know, you know, if you know, you know, but they get to go on the subway and go home at the end of the night yeah, after they're, they're signing autographs at the stage door, you know, even Jonathan went to even the, Jonathan club, the, the club that we go like, to do you think Chris Colfer, the Kurt Hummel could walk into that club uh-uh. and people, uh-uh. People would not let that happen. You know, he would have a line out the door. People want to take pictures with me, Kurt Hummel. Exactly. You know, so little 
sidetrack there but yeah <laughs> I, I I love theater I love the arts and if I could do it for a living that's the goal yeah and I'm just I'm so excited that we're able to also incorporate a podcast into that because right. as a struggling starving artist I mean I'm not starving my parents will have a lot that happen but <laughs> you know as someone who you know is trying to break into the biz yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's nice to have an outlet where I can express how much I like this industry, this art, without seeking approval from others. Because yeah. at the end of the day, as a performer, you are constantly having to seek the approval of somebody else. Of course. To yeah. get a job. And that's kind of like... That can be draining. It's draining, yeah. it's tough, and to be able to have something of my own where nobody can tell us, you know, mm-hmm. you're good or not besides our our listeners yeah yeah, yeah. you know i think it's gonna be very exciting and on that note i think we should talk about kind of how we met how we know each other because i didn't just randomly move to new york and found her and like okay (laughs) let's let's do it you know um so we met on this great app the TikTok. A little old tickety-tock. TikTok. Um, and I would say in 2020, you know, in quarantine, uh, the glee TikTok resurgence yeah. was, it was up and running. It, it was, was a thing. It was hot. And um, it was hot. It was just, it, that's all it was on TikTok. Like everything, I feel like every time I was, maybe it was just my feed. I know, maybe it was <laughs> our For You pages. I just feel like everything was like it was having a resurgence and I you know had just watched the show a couple months prior mm-hmm. so when I become when I find when, when I find a piece of media that I really enjoy I do extensive research on it mm-hmm. and that's kind of what happened with Glee I was just like okay well I'm gonna go on TikTok and see what, what Glee is about other people like me long story short I found Alexis's TikTok and I think (laughs) her TikTok stood out to me because it was just like, oh, you know, she mentioned that she wanted to move to New York. And I was Mm. like, I knew that I wanted to move to New York, too. And I thought, okay, we were she also liked fashion. I like fashion. She liked Glee. So a lot of our interests seemed to align. And I did something I like have been never done before. And I reached out to her on social media, just being like, I love I love your TikToks, whatever. And I don't know. We all we were like in a little group and we all would talk, all the little Glee girls. Yeah, the Glee girlies. And it was a super fun time. And I think it's exactly like what I needed at least at the time, especially yes. when you're just, um, when you're, when you don't do much. I mean, I was back at school, but we were all online. So it was nice having something to look forward to, to talk about like your passions yeah. and interests. And I don't know, we clicked and then we... I went to visit New York with Kennedy mm-hmm. and our other friend who is a glee girly, um, who doesn't live in New York, but we came and visit, visited and it was such a fantastic time. It was so natural. Like, th- so I moved to New York after we met all through the internet Yeah, and the first time we all met in person was in New York. Right. And it just felt like we were friends for years and years and yeah. years. It was so natural and it was so great because I don't think any of us had friendships in our lives where we could relate to each other on this aspect yeah, no. of our interests. And it was so nice and refreshing because we have all these inside jokes and all these things that nobody else yeah. would ever understand. I think it's so cool because 
you know, none of my friendships, I've, I've never related to that aspect of being friends with someone who is such a passionate fangirl like mm-hmm. myself. Um, and we would just constantly make jokes, dance moms, glee, whatever. Yeah. And it was nice having people that never, you know, we were all like, we were all the friends that are like too much. Exactly. In the group. Exactly. And, so, I, and I know that there's other girls yeah. out there that are like us. Of because, course. I mean, I don't know about you, but I get messages all the time being like, oh my God, like I'm just like you guys. Like, I would love to be a part of your uh, part, like be friends with you guys. Yeah. And we were just, last night we were at the bar. I was like, I don't because we want to like build like a like a friend group here. Yeah, it's However, hard. It's hard because we're so specific at this point <laughs> together at yeah. least together at least about the things that we're into. That it's like we're not we don't we're not trying to exclude people, Mm-mm. but for people to like try to relate to us. Yeah, I'm like it's gonna be so hard to find other people yeah. that are like us and I feel like this would be such a great opportunity to show other girls out there that sure. are like that like us yeah that there are you know other people out there's there. other passionate fun yeah funny girls <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so that's kind of how we met and mm-hmm. a year and a half later yeah. here we are here we are um okay so how we how did we both get into musical theater like what made us start loving it so much do you want to go I mean, for me, I feel like I was just born yes. with this, you know, this passion. passion. But this innate love. Yes, um, my bubby, she was really into musicals. I didn't really realize that until I got older, and I inherited all of her um, old records, mm-hmm. and she had tons of albums of like musicals. That's awesome. So, because um, back then, in her time. Um, all the pop music, pop music yeah. was songs from Broadway musicals oh. on the radio until rock and roll came. <laughs> Elvis. Yeah, so that's why like a lot of like jazz singers, you hear them singing like a bunch of theater songs. Right, right. Because they just redo them, um, like Frank Sinatra. But anyways, so a little tangent there. <laughs> I the first musical I remember seeing was Grease with my bubby, Aww. and. I would just always be singing, always be singing around the house. My parents were always, like, putting on kids shows that had to do with music and singing. So I was just always, always singing. And um, my bubby heard me, like, one day when I was, like, five. And she was like, Andrew, to my dad. (laughs) Andrew, she's got a voice. You got to put her in singing lessons. Yeah. And my dad's like, yeah, yeah, sure. All right, mom. Okay. (laughs) Nobody in my family knows how to sing. Mm-hmm. Nobody, like, yes, my, my bubby liked to watch musicals, but nobody was into that. Yeah, so no. my parents had no idea. My right. dad was a football player. Yeah. My family had no idea about musicals. Didn't like them. But I started getting into it. I didn't, it stuck. It stuck. And I remember seeing Hairspray for the first time in third grade. And, of course, I'd seen other musicals before that. But once I saw that, I realized this is what I want to do for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. Like, I, I just knew. Yeah. So, yeah, I started voice lessons when I was six. And um, Here we are. was in my first musical when I was six. So Perfect. I love that story. I think, I think that's a really cool way that you kind of got introduced to it. Yeah. I didn't, I don't, I wouldn't say I had that kind of uh, <laughs> experience. I also, I, but I do relate to the sense that nobody in my family cared about singing musical theater and none of them were passionate about it um 
it was just never in, in my house. So I really don't know what happened. But when I was in elementary school, I joined choir in second grade. I was in choir from second grade to, I would say my senior year of high school. So I was always in, I was a choir kid for sure. Um, but kind of how I got into musicals, I would say, was when I was probably, when I had first seen the movie Hairspray. Mm -hmm. uh, it came out in 2007 and I had, I don't, I think the main reason I wanted to watch it was probably because of Zac Efron. Yeah. Something it was probably, a good cast. if I could remember, that's if I could go into my seven year old brain who loved High School Musical, that's probably why I watched it. Mm -hmm. But anyways. Fast forward to sixth grade. We were in um, show choir. I was in show choir, and our, our show choir was doing Hairspray songs. And I remember I we had to either vote on Wicked or Hairspray, and I had never seen Wicked yet. I was so obsessed with Hairspray, and I was like, okay, guys, we have to. I was convincing everyone to okay, vote for Hairspray. Like, we're doing Hairspray songs. And we got to do Hairspray. And my first solo I ever had was in Good Morning Baltimore, The Iconic. Bridge. I know every step, I know every song. <laughs> and that from that moment there on, I just loved musicals. I, I loved I literally would bring the movie Hairspray to high, my high school choir whenever we had a movie day. I'm like, I, did I was like, thing I was like okay, guys, so we need a movie to watch for this substitute. I'll bring Hairspray. And I did yeah. that every year. And I just think Hairspray is such a, beautiful music every song is a banger the, the song, message is so the important message is so the great. cast i mean i it's just so good and i always love musicals ever since i then mm -hmm. became obsessed with like mama mia i sang songs from 13 like so being in choir i would say and show choir all like being involved with those uh clubs and stuff really opened my eyes to musical theater and a variety of songs that I just really loved. I loved the whole act of performing a Broadway song. I think it's yeah. so fun and theatrical. And I've always loved, you know, singing. So that was just, there's an easy boom done. And um, yeah, I just still stuck. But I never, I had never seen a show on Broadway because I had, didn't live in New York. Mm -hmm. I didn't have access to those things. Um, but I always loved watching like movie musicals and listening to the soundtrack and all those kind of things. So that's kind of how I got into it. It was purely because of school, circumstances. And yeah, I just really loved it. Um, so yeah, the, the first musical I saw was Hairspray. Yeah. For sure, I think, um, from my based on my memory. But um, yeah, I, I love musical theater. So maybe we could talk about our favorite female characters. Yeah. Fictional characters. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you can start. Okay. Um, I have a few. It's hard to narrow it down. One. I know. I, I thought about that too. I was like, three. I can't just say one. Okay. So I'll start. Okay. The, the, my favorites from Hairspray would be, I love Motormouth Mabel. <gasps> Icon. I love I her. I love her. And I'm sorry, but Queen Latifah yeah. is my Motormouth Mabel. She's so There's good. There's nobody else that is has that. Because yes... There are other people that probably sing it better, like Jennifer Hudson. Love her. I like Hairspray Live. I like Hairspray Live too, and I think Jennifer Hudson blew it out of the water. She was amazing. Yeah. However, Queen Latifah. Her performance. Her performance altogether all was just so good. She embodied the character. She did, but to me, Queen Latifah, there's something that she has this such maternal, yes, motherly yes. like instinct, instinct that like 
you just feel like you're it at lands. home. Like, it just, you feel, like, safe. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. She's, like, my motor mouth Maybell I know. forever. Like, I've probably seen Hairspray at least 400, and, uh, yeah. 400 times. Mm-hmm. And uh, her performance every time I cry when she it's sings. So it's good. so good. I love, um... Bring out Big Blonde Beautiful. Yeah, Big oh. Blonde. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, that's oh, it's so funny. And then you have like John Travolta. Oh my God. <laughs> that soundtrack every day on the way to school in fourth grade. Yeah. My dad, every day my dad drove, drove me to school mm-hmm. until I got a car. But he knew that in fourth grade that's that hairspray cd was going in and he yeah. would just sing all the songs on the way to school. And I think it was also good that like we listened to that I'm happy that Hairspray was the first musical that I was exposed to because it also showed that, like, it was a really good, I feel like, representation for also people who, you know... Marginalized. Marginalized, of course. And uh, also there was a... It was showing that, like, different kinds of bodies can be appreciated. Yes, and I think And I needed that as a little kid. I needed that, and I think that was when, when I saw that, I saw myself in that musical the first time. Because growing up, I was... I was, let's just call it what it was. I was a little chunky. I was a little, you know, butterball. And I got picked on a lot at school for it. And being in the arts, constantly being told, oh, you don't look the part. You weren't, you couldn't play Sandy because you weren't thin and blonde and tall, you know? The beauty standard. The beauty standard. And I was just like, well, I know I'm so talented, Mm -hmm. but no one's giving me the chance because of the way that I look. Yeah. And when I saw Hairspray, I related to that immediately. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's me. Oh my God, I see see myself in this show. Mm -hmm. And even at school, the boys would say, oh, you're Tracy Turnblad. They (laughs) they would say it to me and they think it's like an insult. I'm like, yeah, I fucking am. Did you come to school like on a garbage truck? (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh my god. But yeah, Tracy is also one of my favorite characters. I love her. Like, I did definitely see myself in her, and it was nice seeing someone who looked like her and able to get, like, to have someone be attracted to... And she got the guy. She got the guy. She got the guy at the end. That just wasn't shown, I feel like, to this uh, day. I still still don't don't think there are movies that really hone in on that. No. It's in, I think, it's just even... I don't know. There's just not a lot of uh, plus-size representation. There's not enough plus-size representation. Uh, And so it was really great seeing that. But aside from... Hairspray. Yeah, because all we're talking about hairspray. hairspray. We'll have our own hairspray episode. We have to have it because I have so many stories. So many. Of how I forced my entire fourth grade class so to uh, actually do You Can't Stop the Beat. Oh, I've um, probably sang that song 10 different times yeah, before. Yeah, but we'll, I'll discuss that story for our we'll hairspray episode. We'll save that for the hairspray episode. episode. Um, but I love Glinda from, oh, she's so cute. from Wicked. I, I, I've always, I just loved her story and I think like I recently saw Wicked on Broadway, and that was that was a transformative experience. Like it's seeing that is. is just so not it, you can't even compare to hearing it like on the soundtrack. No. The soundtrack does not do it justice. It like doesn't. seeing it live, it's just chills, crying, everything, every emotion I could possibly feel. And I've always, yeah, I've always loved the song Popular, and I've always loved just Glinda's kind of character. I think she's so fun, and I think it's cool how. I think, you know, how both of the girls brought something out. Yeah. Uh, her, Alphaba, and Glinda. Yep. But yeah, how about, what about your favorite characters? So we already discussed Tracy, of yeah. course. I'm not, I, I have to remind myself, this isn't a dream role situation that I'm talking about right now. Just like my favorite characters uh-huh. to me. I love Elle Woods. Yeah, yeah. I just, she embodies like, like 
being in your divine feminine energy. I love Elvis. And that you could do it all. Like you can. You can be smart. You can have a, a career. And you, you can, can be witty, but you can also be beautiful. You love pink. You yes, you can, <laughs> you can embrace femininity. You can embrace your femininity and you could be a hard worker, but you also have friends and a social life. And yes. like I I think that's so important as women that we have to remember that like we can do it all. We don't have to be put in this mm-hmm. box. And I think Elle Woods really embodies that. And she still is is so pure and so kind to she people. Is. Even when people are like blatantly being rude to her face. Right, And right. she knows they're being rude. She just chooses she, uh, to, she just chooses kindness she, every time. Of course. That's a great message. I, I love Elle Woods as well. I dressed up as her for oh, Halloween yes, last did. year. Oh, iconic. That was one of my favorite costumes I've ever done. Ugh. And I've always, yeah, I've always like related to characters like that. Yeah, who yeah. just show that you can be smart, but you could also have a, like, you can also be social and party, but also, you know, hit the books. Like yeah. there's, it's not, you don't only have to, you don't have to put in a box. No. And like, I feel like I'm like that where I, I will be very structured yeah. at certain points in my time, but then I can go with the flow right afterwards, you know? And I think it's an important thing that all women can like learn from. Yeah. Cause I think there's a lot of just people, I think a lot of people just have different expectations of people based on how they dress, how they, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's so true. How they appear to society, but again, like everyone knows, people have layers. There's so layers. much more to people. I think Elle Woods is a great just symbol of yeah. that. Um, yeah. Do you have any other favorites ones that I stuck do. out in your now mind? I can't. I'm gonna go. Fanny on. Bryce. <gasps> Thank you. Oh my god. Come on, let's not forget. Fanny I know. Girl. Oh my gosh, which we're gonna go see in like two I weeks. It's like it's quickly approaching. I we're know. gonna talk about that at the end of this episode. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, who doesn't love Fanny Bryce? And um, she was a real person. Yes. She was the first. I think a lot of people forget that. People forget that she was the first like female Jewish comedian and as a Jewish as person, yes I am half Jewish half and Jewish. I think that is so inspiring yeah. she's so inspiring she paved the way for so many people like Carol Burnett yeah. and you know even someone like Ellen today um right she really she broke down barriers because she wasn't conventionally quote-unquote um beautiful right. to um society but, you know, she was funny, and she... Defied the odds. She defied the odds. And, you know, Ziegfeld took a chance on her, and she did that thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, really inspiring. And I love, of course, I love the movie with Barbara. Of course. And I just think Fanny Bryce, icon. Yeah, Ever. so those are some of our favorites. There's a ton more. There's like, so many more. Like Donna from Mama Mia. There's oh my so God. many. Yes. There's so many. I really would love to do Donna and the Dynamos for Halloween one year. That'd be fun. Like, because obviously you'd be Donna. <laughs> and I would be, what's, I always forget her name. Tanya. 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 I, would, I would definitely be Tanya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. That's, uh, yeah, well, that's so fun. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about us. But some, like we were talking about, some hot... Broadway buzz that's going on these days. Obviously, the whole funny girl, funny girl, funny girl is the talk of the town. Such I feel a like polarizing. These days. It's such a. I think the turn of events that have all <laughs> occurred around that show is insane. I haven't seen anything like this. No, I mean I haven't either. Granted, I haven't like I wasn't on the BroadwayNews.com yeah. in the past, but I honestly have never seen like a whole show be 
just rearranged for yeah. I mean obviously as you all know Leah Michelle is now playing Fanny yeah. Bryce and um, I think it's so it's so crazy how this is all happening and I'm very excited to go see the show I'm so excited I unfortunately didn't we, we unfortunately didn't get to go see Beanie just because yeah, I just timing, moved here uh, Vanessa just moved here I graduated yeah. and you know my parents presented me with the opportunity as a graduation gift I had a choice to yeah. go see <laughs> see Funny Girl or American Buffalo and, and Darren Chris. She picked the latter. And everybody knows my deep love and relationship to Darren Chris. And yeah. so I had to see American Buffalo. Yeah. And are you I'll, happy with that choice? No. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm sorry, Darren Chris. And I'm not trying to offend anybody that If you liked American Buffalo, you know. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so I, I I'm not trying to offend anybody or the people that worked on that show or I think it just was David Mamet, I think he wrote it. Yeah. Um, I was just a little bored. But I yeah. also am a musical girly. And I not I, I do like plays. I do like to I, plays. I like plays as well. I really do. However, um, this one was not my jam. Mm. And I am very upset that I didn't choose Funny Girl. But I do have to say I heard a lot of people, my friends, who I went to school with say they went to go see it with Beanie and they did not enjoy it. And not just because of Beanie, they said the show itself was yeah. boring. Um, but I do have to say I do feel bad for the all the hate that Beanie got yeah. because nobody deserves that. And I don't I feel like they didn't play to her strengths. They did not play to her strengths. And I just feel like... It's messy. It's, 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 it was a messy situation. And it didn't even have an out-of-town tryout. Right. So they didn't even give the girl a chance to go try the show out. Yeah. They just threw her out on Broadway and said, make it work. Yeah. I mean, I loved her performance in American Crime, um, Story. Crime Story Impeachment. She did great. Monica Lewinsky. Um, so I know that girl is talented, but... I don't know. I didn't see her in the show, so we I can't, can't say I can't, anything. We can't haven't say, seen it. Can't say too much about it. But we'll get into all the specifics of Funny Girl in our Funny Girl in our Funny Girl episode. Um, I'm yeah, but I'm just as Gleeks. We're very excited to see. Yeah, we're Rachel Berry saying, "Don't rain in my parade." Like live. I, I live. That is just such a. Last year when I went to LC Fest and I saw Darren Chris perform "Somewhere Only We Know" live, like something within me changed. Like I, I haven't been the same since. Like I something always, has changed I, something has me. changed within me. Yeah, and every day I wake up, I'm like, I'm, I can die happy yeah. knowing I've seen that performance. <laughs> so, and if I could just live out a Glee dream, because again, I did not watch Glee when it was on. Tragic. That's my, that's my fatal flaw. <laughs> um, but I'm making up for it now. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. I'm very excited to see it, and I'm very excited to just experience it and see it with Alexis and Kennedy and Alexis's mom, oh Jessica. Gosh. If you're listening, we love you. Oh my gosh! Um, and it's gonna be a great time, and it's it's coming up soon. It's so. not this weekend coming up. It's the one after. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I we're going opening weekend. Yeah. Um, we're very, very excited. We're having a little funny girl party the <laughs> night before. Yeah. Um, my mom is coming. We're going to watch, We're gonna make obviously, <laughs> the movie. Of course. We're going to watch... Season 5, episode 17. Yes. Opening, opening night. Opening night. Um, and we are going to make... I have this little... Um, We're going to make a drink. Yes. It's, I have the, a it's, Broadway cocktail book. It's called Booze Over Broadway. And it has a bunch of different 
um, cocktails based on around. Broadway shows. And they had a funny girl one, and it's called Don't Rum on My Parade. And it's just, how amazing it's is that? It's so cute, and it's like a hot drink, too. Perfect for the fall. Perfect for the fall. We're getting into the fall, and it's a great transition, and it's going to be a nice little girls' night in. It's going to be great. It's and so great. We're so excited to talk about it once we see the show. Yes. Um, so stay tuned for that. Yes. But I think with all of that said, that will conclude our first episode. Yes. So... We are both very excited to kind of um, pers- to pursue this podcast and to talk about theater and Broadway and all that jazz. All that um, jazz. And yeah, I hope if you're interested, if it sounds something you're interested, you keep listening. Um, and yeah. Be what sure you- to follow our Instagram for more content and to keep Definitely. up with us yes. and for updates on new episodes. And we'd love to hear from you guys. So reach out to us. Let us know what you want to hear, what you're liking about this so far. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and we will chat later. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>